Okay, welcome to podcast Critical Mass. I'm your host, Jerome Carr, and um, tonight we're talking about coronavirus. Uh, the subject, the title of tonight's episode is Coronavirus 2020, Facts, Fallacies, and the Future. Now, these episodes can be listened to individually or taken as a whole, as a so you'd have to go back and check out the other ones. But basically, I recap a lot of what I say in the prior episodes, um, or some I might somewhat repeat it, and I do the repetition for the sake of learning, um, for the sake of remembering at least some of the, the valuable points that um, you might find when listening to this podcast. And I hope that you do find value in it, and if you do, please let me know, and um, always give... I'm always happy to receive input to improve it or to correct something. Um, definitely let me know if something needs to be corrected because uh, I don't want to uh, put out any wrong information, of course. Uh, so this is an update of the continuing series, and this would be episode number seven. Um, according to newscaster Kim Iverson, Russia, China, and Iran all claim that the COVID virus was produced in a laboratory and is a biological warfare weapon. Uh, Kim Iverson is a newscaster and she's a podcaster. Basically, she works, um, she's an independent. She's in the independent media. And um, you can look, find her on YouTube. Uh, so she brings, you know, she always brings articles that are, uh, more controversial but she also brings evidence to support those controversial um, arguments and so I found myself um, going listening to her her take on this whole situation and one of the things that she's reported on reported on is that our government is being accused by other world governments of having created this as a bioweapon and it's interesting that the Trump administration nor reporters talk about this or bring this up. Okay. And let, let it be known that there, there's no evidence that was brought forth by any of these governments. Uh, particularly the Russian government. The Russian government, Putin, the president of Russia, did not himself say this. So I've listened to his take and he has never uh, actually pointed at America and said this was by America. But he has bragged that it's non-existent in his country, which creates a little bit of suspicion, especially since China and Russia share a common border for like a thousand miles or more, you know, maybe a couple thousand miles of border uh, between Russia China and the old Soviet republics, uh, Mongolia and um, uh, Kazakhstan. All right, so they share a common border, um, and they have a similar tra trade uh, area. So why either one of these countries would poison themselves, I don't know. Um, however, it is mysteriously, or rather to say suspiciously, not present um, in Russia and they've succeeded at stemming the growth of this in their country.
Alright. And it gets worse. Um, Russia, of all countries, has a significantly lower amount of people that are affected. So this creates an era, uh, an era of suspicion. And this could be because of their reaction towards this epidemic. That they responded sooner, more intelligently. That could be. Um, there's a lot of variables. Uh, they closed their border. And they have a long border. And they succeeded in closing the border both with Europe and with Asia. Yet Iran, of all of America's enemies, has had 10,000 cases by early March. Far more than in the U.S. at the same time. Stranger yet is that the Iranians do not travel often outside of their country. So it's kind of suspicious as to how this came to be in their country when people don't want to travel to the country and certainly not Americans and Westerners are not able to travel to and from Iran. So how did Iran get so many cases of the COVID-19 virus when Iran is a closed society? So uh Iranians do not travel as widely and they have a small amount of traffic in and out of their borders overall. So it's quite difficult to understand how Iran's rate of infection is so high without there being some some kind of uh, source, some kind of organization or government that placed it there, that infected them intentionally. Which would make sense, you know, as they are the enemies. Uh, the United States has tried to destabilize their society for years and years. And so the least they, could do, they would do is infect them with the cold. And this seems to be um, a little bit more lethal than a cold. In addition to high rates of COVID-19, the trade embargoes that have been placed on the country have prevented the Iranians from combating the disease itself. Lacking basic medical supplies, chemicals, medicines, hazmat materials, all those things are lacking in Iran. So they don't really, even as they're trying to combat the disease, they are not able to do so in a meaningful way in some cases, in many cases, um, leading to a higher rate of infection. And this is, not, this is bad for the world as well as the region. This, in fact, could destabilize the region and create uh, a wider conflict. In Russia, some critics also point to the U.S. as being the origin of this biological warfare. But once again, there's little concrete evidence to support this argument. You know, it's well known that the United States has had several bioweapons programs that date back into the 1940s, um, all the way up through the 60s. Um, and supposedly they were stopped in the 60s but basically history shows us that they were just continued in another way they were turned into uh, um, profit earning companies and so a lot of companies that have developed in the United States developed out of the US bioweapons program once it was um, disbanded okay so the history is there the history is there and it's it's very frightening that all the the countries that are combating this are all blaming the other. Um, in fact, 
it can be scientific. It can actually be scientifically determined by analyzing the, the virus strain itself, the, the DNA of the virus, as to the origin of the virus by examining, just examining its DNA. So this might actually be a perfected version of a bioweapons program, which has been unleashed on the world in the last 50 years. So let me repeat that. In addition to the fact that it can be scientifically determined as to the origin of this virus just by examining its DNA, this might actually be a perfected version of this, this, this virus. So in other words, they took it and they weaponized it and then they used it by unleashing it on people, by infecting people, either mass infections or as individuals. And this has occurred over the last 50 years within the world. And, you know, COVID-19 is just one of many plagues that have been tampered with and have been released on the onto the planet. So let me let me clarify this. Hold. So many viruses, bacteria have been tampered with and used uh, their organic basically organic bugs have been used by the military and turned into bioweapons okay and if you look at the list I just kind of generated an off the top of my head list this is not an exhaust exhaustive list there's actually more that can be added to this uh, maybe certainly not much can be taken from it but I'm gonna I'm just gonna let's just see if you recall any of these names or if you're familiar with any of these names how about um, AIDS HIV-1, HIV-2, anthrax, rabbit fever, botulin, smallpox, plague, yellow fever, racing, foot and mouth disease, African swine flu, bird flu, cow flu, pneumonia, sheepox, vesticular stomachitis, Zika, MRSA, MERS, H1N1, man-cow disease, SARS, Ebola, MRSA, and of course the common cold. So that's just a list of past bioweapons, past uh, um, uh, viruses that have been taken and e experimented with extensively, both to find cures as well as to understand what it can do to the human being and the potential it has as a weapon. So. That's a true thing, but it's not limited to the United States. Almost every advanced, every uh, country that has an advanced uh, modern military, almost every modern military has some sort of weapons program. They, we used to call it WMD program, weapons of mass destruction. And so when they, these were regulated by the United, United Nations and by uh, world governments during the, the 1980s, 70s, 80s, 90s, they were regulated and we had treaties and we signed treaties and the countries all signed treaties. But recent uh, administrations such as including uh, Barack Obama, George Bush and uh, Donald Trump have all stopped renewing those treaties so that they can continue their research into WMD's weapons of mass destruction. And so, yes, we come to the point to say that most likely we have been victimized by a WMD weaponized biohazard virus called COVID-19. 
aka the coronavirus. To sum that up, we may have been attacked. So, let us continue, you know. There's a long history in the U.S. of weaponizing viruses and biological germs for the exact purpose of destabilizing another country. As these diseases serve no other purpose but to kill humans, ultimately destroy nature itself. So they regulated these things. These things are not supposed to be leashed upon people. They're supposed to be uh, regulated by world governments. And world governments aren't actually supposed to continue behaving in this way, developing viruses and then infecting them, um, putting them on people to infect societies and whole, whole nations. One analyst stated that this virus did not come from people eating bat soup up in the mountains where people have consumed these creatures for thousands of years without any pandemic resulting from it or other known ill effects. These conclusions drive us to suspect several possible origins of this disease with a huge probability that it's man-made. Russia, China, the U.S., and Europe, Iran, North Korea, and India all have a history of experimenting with WMDs, a.k.a. weapons of mass destruction. Currently, the U.S. has been relatively silent about these type of things. Finding the origin of this has been relatively silent about finding the origin of this virus. And that silence says a lot. The fact that they're not interested in finding out where this came from says a lot about what they think. Because they get paid to protect us. And they get paid to think about the worst case scenario. This doesn't mean that the U.S. military doesn't suspect one of the other world powers as a possible origin. And that we actually have been attacked. In fact, this brings us to a stark and difficult question. If we've been attacked, what are we going to do about it? And that leads us always to a point of critical mass.